0: Hi, and welcome to Walk Talk, a podcast courtesy of the Wound, Ostomy, and Continence Nurses Society. Walk Talk is your opportunity to learn more about advocacy, education, and research that support the practice and delivery of expert health care to individuals with wound, ostomy, and continence care needs. Please visit wocnorg podcast to subscribe and make sure you never miss an episode. Now, here's your host, Jody Scardillo. Welcome to this week's edition of WAP Talk.
1: I'm your host, Jody Scardillo. This week we welcome back Brooke Passy. Brooke is the director of meetings for the WOCN Society, and she's going to be updating on everything we need to know about the upcoming WOC next conference in Las Vegas. Brooke, thank you for joining me on what's getting to be our annual event about getting ready for a WOC conference. How are you?
2: Of course. Thanks for having me. I'm good. We're getting ready. We're again excited. App in our bags for Vegas. Here we go. It's going to be a good time, I think. I think so, too. So I just
1: read that we're recording this in early May. The early word registration just closed. But do people who are still interested in attending have a way to register now still?
2: No. So absolutely. People can register all the way up until even on site if you want to come join us in Las Vegas, especially for people who might be local. You can come at any point, even on site, and register. The rate has just gone up slightly. That's really the only difference. And then also, if you can't come to Las Vegas, you can still register for a virtual registration, which this year will give you access to one educational session at all times. So you won't have choices if you're attending on the live streaming, but everyone in person and virtual will also get the recording of every single educational session after conference. You can watch them all the way to the end of the year. Either way, if you can join us in Vegas, we'd love to see you. And if you can't, join us virtually and you can still interact with colleagues and ask questions of speakers on our virtual platform. And then everyone will get all of the content after conference, just like they did last year.
1: Great. So we have till the end of the year to get all the CE we can?
2: That is very correct. Yes, you will. And you'll have all the symposium as well, CE and not CE. You'll also have the innovation hubs, which are, you know, really informative and a great way to hear from our companies. The only thing you won't have in that package is hands on workshops because we have tried recording those in the past and that just gets weird <laughs> because the attendees are using, you know, supplies and things like that. So it's not a fun listen. But yes, you'll have all of the sessions. You can get CE credit for all of them up until the end of the calendar year. So December 31st, 2023. And so most of us travel into Vegas. How does somebody prepare
1: for coming there? What's the weather like and what's travel there like and all that kind of stuff?
2: So it's going to be hot. I mean, we're going to Las Vegas in June. That being said, people from Las Vegas will tell you it's still lovely in the beginning of June. I think it's not going to be too hot, which is the good news. Obviously, I always tell people, check your weather or their weather, because as we know, Those forecasts change quite often. But a couple of other things, too, is just a quick note that we are at Caesars Forum. I want to make sure it's clear. We're not at Caesars Palace. We're at Caesars Forum. And Caesars Forum is actually a brand new building that only contains meeting space. So it's almost like a mini little convention center that Caesars built and opened, truthfully, like in the midst of the pandemic. It was supposed to open in 2020. And I think it got delayed until about 2021. So it's that new and it is just meeting space. It's beautiful, by the way. And the cool part is that it's connected via Skybridge to Harris and the Link, two hotels within our block, as well as just across from those hotels, across the Link Promenade, is the Flamingo, which is also a hotel in our block, and that one was recently renovated. So if anybody is still looking for a hotel room, The Flamingo is a great property and it's in our block. And I know we have some rooms available there still too. So those are our three hotels. They all line that Link Promenade, which I know we'll talk a little bit about more in a bit. And then they're a quick walk or even a Skybridge connection right to Caesar Forum, which is where the bulk of our events are going to take place.
1: What is the Link Promenade? I saw that on the conference brochure. I said,
2: I'm going to find out about that. So if you haven't been to Vegas in a while, or even if you have, there is a cobblestone walkway pretty much directly across the strip from Caesars Forum that leads you all the way down to what's called the high roller, which is the really large Ferris wheel that's made of like pods that popped up in Vegas. I mean, at this point, it has to be probably like 10 years ago now. You literally can buy tickets, your plug for the high roller, you can blank tickets and they're like little pots. You can go with groups of people, And you stand in them and they go really slow and they go up and around. You can see a really great view of Vegas from up there. But anyway, so the Cobblestone Walkway, back to your point, is actually called the Link Promenade. And I think that's partially because it was built along with the Link Hotel, but it's truthfully has nothing to do with the hotel other than the hotel is directly on that pathway, but so is the Flamingo Hotel. There's an entrance on the Strip, but there's also an entrance right on the promenade. And the promenade itself is lined with shops restaurants and entertainment everything from grab and go food to sit down restaurants there's a selfie museum there's las vegas souvenir shops there's this huge candy store that has like a bar on top that they make like crazy cocktails with candy everything and then there's also you can almost zip line across the top of it too which is pretty cool even if that's not your thing look up when you're walking on the Lake Promenade at some point and you'll probably see people like flying past you. So it's really a great place. Truthfully, if you're not a huge Vegas person, nothing against Vegas, you're not interested in roaming the strip, you can pretty much after our sessions every day, go out on that Lake Promenade, find a different place to eat, a different activity to do. There's a Brooklyn Bowl. There might be a comedy club. So it's really a great little area where you can stay if you don't feel like venturing too far and find different entertainment and restaurant options the whole time that we're there.
1: And that's all walkable, so that's nice for people. So talk a little bit about navigating around the city of Vegas, saying you're gonna venture out from the promenade and the forum. What's that like?
2: On the walkway between Harrah's and the link, and when you get to the forum, there's actually a station for the Las Vegas monorail. And so you can buy tickets right there. And that monorail will take you basically around the Strip. You can also get a map so you can see where it'll stop. It doesn't stop at every single hotel, but it stops pretty often. So if you do want to venture out and you don't want to walk, that's a good option. Obviously, you can walk just about anywhere if you are a walker, for sure. And of course, in Vegas, you can get cabs, Uber's, lifts, whatever your preferred vehicle choice might be. And I do think the airport may have some shuttles. I don't have too much information there, but Vegas is very obviously populated with people. So there's all sort of forms of transportation to help get you around while you're there.
1: And so once people arrive at the forum, what's the first thing they should do? So registration will be there and all of that. So tell us a little bit about how to navigate that.
2: The first thing you should do is go check out registration and check in. So that's located in the Summit Ballroom pre-function. So basically just look for signs or look for the Summit Ballroom and you'll wind up walking into it. That's the easiest way. You go check in, you'll get your bag, you'll get your program, things like that. And you'll get your badge, obviously, which you need to get into events as well. And that'll be open on Saturday from 12 to 6.30, I think, p.m which goes right up to the end of those opening receptions. So on Saturday, it'll be super easy to check in your registration. And that way, Sunday morning, you don't have to worry about getting up extra early to do that. And so I noticed again, and I think we've
1: done this other years, there's a first-time attendee event, and then there's a networking event Saturday, early evening-ish. So if I'm a new person, would I go to both of those? That would be what I would want to know. Should I show up? What should I do?
2: So the answer is yes. And I will tell you this too, and this goes for pretty much everything except workshops. We'll talk about symposia later. Even if you like click it on registration as it says it's sold out, just show up. Some people are going to say they're coming in that show. And the truth is we do that to like estimate how many people will be there. But it doesn't mean you can't come. So the first time attending meet and greet is on Saturday, June 3rd at 4 p.m. And it's in Forum Ballroom. One eleven. So what'll happen is when you come into the Caesars Forum, especially from the bridge from the Link or Harris, you'll see big escalators. You'll take those down and this event will be right there on the corner. And even if you're coming in from the outside, and again, it'll be on the forum ballroom corner, so it should be pretty easy to find. And the first time attending greet is exactly what it sounds like. We have some leadership there that'll give a small presentation. It's usually led by our National Conference Planning Committee. And they'll just go over some friendly reminders and things you should keep an eye out for throughout the week, as well as additional leaders there. Board members will be there as well, so that you can mingle, ask questions of people who know more about the society or the event, if this is your first real interaction. And then it's also meant for the first time attendees to meet and greet each other as well, because maybe you'll make a, buddy, a conference buddy if you're there by yourselves. And we'll have some light refreshments in there too, just to keep it fun. So that's from four to five. And then at five o'clock, actually in the open area, like the lobby area of where that room is, the forum ballroom pre-function space is where we're gonna have our welcome networking reception this year. And it's just this beautiful spot in this brand new building, like I talked about, with tons of windows and natural light and some really cool, fun furniture that you can use for small conversations or if you want to sit by yourself in the corner and charge your phone, that's fine too. There'll be some refreshments there as well, as well as a bar that'll be serving wine, which has been supported by DeRoyal Industries. So we're excited for that. Also at the welcome reception, which again is from five to 6.30. So if you're not going to the first attendee meet and greet, definitely come to that five to 6.30 on Saturday. We're also going to be acknowledging and celebrating the Pacific Coast region's 50th anniversary. As you know, we're in their region this year for WOC Next, and so we've created a bit of a partnership, whereas PCR isn't holding their own event, but they're doing some of their typical events and bringing all of their people to WOC Next. So we're going to take a moment during the welcome networking reception to really celebrate them and toast to them and have some fun with the history of their region and raising a glass to celebrate their 50th anniversary.
1: And then there's symposia after that. So if I'm a new person, I should like go to the first time, then go have a cocktail, at the networking, and then go to the symposia.
2: So there actually are no dinner symposia this year. Oh, no. Okay. Yeah. So just breakfast and lunch. Lunch will actually take place in that same area, in that forum ballroom. We did that especially on Sunday You'll be able to go from sessions to lunch back to sessions pretty seamlessly. But then all of the breakfast symposia are actually at the Link Hotel on the third floor in their social ballroom. But there are no dinners this year. Oh, so that's a change. Okay,
1: It's good to mix it up a little bit every year.
2: It is. Plus, truthfully, who wants to hang out with WOCN in the evening in Las Vegas? There are so many other things to do in Las Vegas in the evening. We want you to be able to go out and have a then.
1: No, great idea. Then if I'm a new person, what are the other important things I should know? Go to that first meeting to kind of get the lay of the land. Anything else important a first-time attendee should be aware of?
2: If you're a first-time attendee but a WOCN member, one thing that often gets overlooked is Sunday morning we have regional breakfasts. So if you're a member of the society and a member of your region, you can check the program. It'll give you the locations. Those regional breakfasts, again, are going to be in the Link Hotel on their third and fourth floors. And that's something I think sometimes that might get overlooked if you're not accustomed to what happens at WOC next. So if you're a member, definitely keep an eye out for that. It'll also help you meet and greet specifically with people from your area.
1: Oh, good idea.
2: The other thing to keep in mind too is we've already touched on it, but the symposia, those are lunch, Sunday, and breakfast options, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. And those are all sponsored by our exhibiting companies. That being said, out of the eight symposia this year, four of them come with CE. So at lunchtime, you'll definitely get a CE. There's one breakfast CE. But then there are just some other really good educational opportunities, even if they're non-CE. And you can always watch this in e once later, too. And one tip I would tell people is even if they say they're sold out, show up. If you really wanna go, show up. I think lunches will be okay this year, but with breakfasts, you only do two at a time on Monday and Tuesday, and there's actually only one on Wednesday. But as you can imagine, the rate of people who say they're gonna come to breakfast and then actually get up in the morning starts to dwindle as the week goes on. So if it's a really interesting topic, if you want breakfast, if you want both, still show up. Just know that you might have to wait a little bit until the bulk of people who registered are in the room. But in all of the years I've been doing this, I've always been able to get everybody into those rooms. So don't be discouraged if it says it's sold out. And if you haven't done it yet, don't be scared to go back into your registration, log back in and see if you can pre-register yourself for some of them if you haven't, because that'll make it easy for you. You don't have to wait in line or anything. You can just go straight into a breakfast again and a lunch. So if you haven't done that yet, it's not too late to go check it out in your registration And then if there's one you really want to go to that says it's sold out, still show up that day. And then talk about the evaluations a little bit. It seems like that's a
1: question every conference I go to. How do you do that?
2: It is. It always is because CE is really important and nobody wants to miss out on that. So here's what I'm going to say. Don't worry about it. Okay. Especially with the extended CE time to watch after conference. Our evaluation website is open all the way to the end of the year. We do typically ask that you evaluate in-person sessions or live sessions even if you were virtual as well as do our overall evaluation within about a month to six weeks of conference and part of that is because our national conference planning committee uses that information to help start planning next year's conference but in the terms of getting your ce and getting a certificate you have until december So you can do that overall evaluation. You can evaluate the sessions you saw in person in Vegas or streaming live. And then you can go back in as you start watching on-demand sessions and evaluate the sessions you watch and it'll just keep getting added to your certificate. So that would be my biggest thing. Don't panic. There's plenty of time. We'll send as many emails as we possibly can. So you'll have a good amount of time to do that. The other thing is when you registered, you provided a unique ID, just typically two letters and four numbers. We usually advertise it as your initials and the last four of your social. Some people pick a different combination, which is fine too. But to log into the evaluation website, that unique ID will be your username and then your password is going to be WOCN. And again, we're going to put this in a whole bunch of emails. We're going to send it to you. It's going to be linked in the conference app. It's going to be linked on the conference website. You can always email the office if you're having trouble, but you have time. Don't panic. I know people like to do it while they're at conference. If you want to do that because you're worried you're going to forget, by all means, but you have plenty of time. You don't have to worry that it's going to close or you're going to run out of time. And saying somebody needs a snack
1: or a cup of coffee or something between sessions or between meals, are there places around? It sounds like there's a lot of options near there. Are there right within the forum to grab that quick cup of coffee whatever you yeah.
2: I'm going to answer your question both ways. Yes and no. There is no place to purchase a drink or a snack directly in the forum. However, one of the good news is about our event specifically is we provide a lot of beverages and food. So if you don't mind, I'll talk about that for a second. If this is your first time or you just don't remember, like I said, Saturday afternoon at the Welcome Networking Reception, we'll have some snacks and some wine Sunday if you're a member, we'll have regional breakfasts for you. And then we'll have symposia lunch, which should be able to accommodate everyone. And then we'll have heavy hors d'oeuvres when the exhibit hall opens in the afternoon. Monday, there'll be symposia breakfasts and then lunch in the exhibit hall. Tuesday, same thing, symposia breakfasts, lunch in the exhibit hall. And then Wednesday, we also have symposia breakfasts, conference ads right around lunchtime. In addition to all of that, we do beverage breaks. So typically every morning, somewhere between when we started and when lunchtime happens, there'll be a coffee break. And in the afternoon, we'll do a beverage break, flavored waters, iced tea, that kind of thing. So I think we pretty much have you covered. There'll also be water coolers and there'll be a water bottle in your bag this year. So I think you're pretty covered. If you really need to go somewhere else or really want to go somewhere else, yes, there's a ton of things, especially the like quick things in the area. In Harris. there's this huge food court called Fulton Street. Definitely check it out, even if you don't eat a snack in between, even if you want to go after we're done. It's a pretty cool place. and has all different kinds of food in it. At the link, there's a place called Buddy's Cafe. It's a smaller food court, but it has a few different options, like pizza and sandwiches. They do breakfast sandwiches as well. There's also a Dunkin' Donuts right next to it. On the Lake Promenade, I'm pretty sure there's a Starbucks, as well as grab-and-go places to get fish and chips, hot dogs, sushi bowls, and there's an in and out burger too, right on that Lake Promenade. And all of those things are grab and goes. Not a single thing I mentioned is a sit-down restaurant, so there are obviously plenty of those. But there's a lot of options if you want to go off on your own and grab something and come back, whether it's coffee or something to eat.
1: And then let's talk a little bit
2: about the sessions. So anything different with the format of those this year? So this year, we actually, for those that have been paying attention, we were doing some themed tracks over the last few years. We were sort of giving that a try. And this year, we've actually relaxed that and sort of taken away those themes. So we will have, when we break out into concurrent sessions, we'll only have three sessions. People are very used to us having four tracks or four different rooms happening at the same time. But in order to make sure we're using the best topics, we reduce that a little bit. So we'll have three sessions during the concurrent time slots that hopefully, or at least one, if not multiple, are really exciting topics that you can attend. And then again, good news is the ones you can't attend, you'll get to see or watch later. And then I read
1: there's a couple of workshops. I know there's a debriefing one for sure.
2: Yes, there are three hands-on workshops this year. Those are ticketed events. They do require pre-registration. So if you haven't done that yet and that's something you're interested in, you definitely want to look into that as soon as possible. We do have a fistula hands-on workshop on Tuesday, as well as a tibial nerve stimulation workshop on Monday, And then Wednesday after conference is over, so again, just a plug, but also a reminder, we do have that debridement hands-on workshop. It's actually from 1 to 5 p.m. on Wednesday. So if you haven't yet signed up, you wouldn't be able to sign up unless you're staying through Wednesday. I think there are some spots left there too. So three hands-on workshops, debridement, fistula, and tibial nerve stimulation. Then
1: you alluded to earlier the Innovation Hub was back. That was great last year. Will you talk about that a little too so people know to look out for that?
2: So the Innovation Hub is a place where our exhibiting companies provide 30-minute presentations on whatever they want. So take a look at the program. There's usually some pretty cool topics. Lots of times companies will talk about a new product or if there's some other consensus work that they're doing, research, things like that. And because they're non-CE spots, they can say whatever they want to say, but they also all typically bring clinicians with them too. So it's definitely not just a commercial. There's usually some really good clinical input, no matter what the topic is. So that is taking place within the exhibit hall. Sort of in the back of the exhibit hall, you'll see a big sign that says Innovation Hub. And like I said, you can check the program for the schedule. Those presentations happen during exhibit hall hours. So you'll want to go back there and watch those sessions. They're actually being produced virtually like they were last year. So our virtual attendees will have a really easy time asking them questions. And we find that we really get to sort of foster that interaction with the virtual community during those sessions. But also the in-person attendees in Las Vegas can go sit in the Innovation Hub, watch the presentation. And typically, there will also be representatives from the supporting company who can answer follow-up questions as well. And again, those are all going to get recorded too. So if you miss one or hear buzz about it afterwards, you'll be able to watch those on demand.
1: Yeah, there were some really good ones last year. And then I know when we went back from all virtual, there was some opportunity to make appointments with an industry rep, like if you had a particular need that you wanted to meet with
2: somebody is that still going on yeah so if you go to our conference website wcnext.org there's actually something right at the top that says my connect virtual portal and you can click the attendee login so you have to log in with your email address that you use during registration and your batch number obviously if you don't know your batch number you can go check on your cds confirmation sorry your registration confirmation and that'll let you go in and you'll actually be able to see if you have matched exhibitors, there are some questions that you ask during the registration process that we also ask exhibitors. And if we see synergy, the program actually like matches exhibitors for you. And you can actually use the My Connect platform to send messages. You know, if you don't necessarily want to give your personal email out or something like that, you can use it to communicate, to send messages and to make appointments. So that's definitely something I urge you to do. Obviously, like you said, Jody, if there's somebody you know you want to talk to great. Put something on the books with them. But even if you're not sure, go check out your matched exhibitors and see if maybe something comes up and you're like, oh, I would like to talk to them. Also, don't be surprised if you see something coming from an exhibitor trying to make an appointment to you. It does go both ways. They get matched attendees and they use this portal to make that interaction. So again, if you get a message in your email, just know they're going through this portal. So they don't necessarily have your personal contact information are actually just using the My Connect portal to try to connect with you. And then once you start connecting, obviously, contact information is going to get shared. But that initial connection is done that way so that you can see and decide if you want to connect back and make an appointment and have a conversation. Because
1: well, that might be good if you are looking for something in general and don't know about a particular company. That match might give you another option that you didn't even know you had.
2: Absolutely. Even if you don't want to go that far, just go to the website and go to the floor plan. See the exhibitor floor plan. You could take a look at exhibitors and their booth descriptions and their booth location and things like that before you come to conference. Sometimes when I've been to conferences, it'll just help me decide like where to start. I'm going to wind up block in the whole thing by the end of the meeting. But if I'm like, where's this company and that company? They happen to be like in a relative similar situation. I'll know like, okay, when I get there, I'm going to go in and I'm going to turn right. And I'm going to start there because I know these companies will be there. So that's another way to sort of get the label in because that exhibit hall can be pretty big and overwhelming when you're in person on the floor looking around.
1: That's good clinically too. If you're looking for something for a project you're working on, that gives you at least a little bit of focus to start. I think that's a great idea. And so the app you just met, we're starting to talk about that a little bit. So we're going to have that again. I hope I love that thing.
2: Yes, that will be available again. They've updated the look and feel of it a little bit, but all the content is still there. So it's the exhibitors, the exhibit hall, the program, the speakers, the schedule, everything sort of right at your fingertips. Yeah, it's amazing. And you'll also use the app, or you can use the app for questions to the speakers, even if you're in person and you're just one of those people who doesn't want to stand up and talk in front of a microphone. You can send questions right through there, and then also any session or speaker that's doing polling you'll also need that app to participate in the polling. So a reminder, even if you're like, oh, I don't really use it. I don't really care. I like the feel of the printed final program. Like, that's great. We're still going to have that too. But download the app because it's going to give you the opportunity to interact in those sessions that have that opportunity.
1: That's, That's a great idea.
2: So the exhibit hall. So when somebody asks you what that's like, what do you tell people? So big. Wow, that's a good question. It is big. And it's sort of like the hub for everything. So you're going to walk into these and hall. First thing you're going to see are the posters and e-posters from our hashtag presenters. So Don't miss that. Obviously, Tuesday, we'll do our Meet the Authors session from, I think this year, it's 1 to 2.30. So you can come in on Tuesday, get some lunch, have a minute. But then, you know, if you want to talk to any of the authors to those posters, you'll want to walk around. The other cool thing, if you haven't been to a conference since we did e-posters, there'll be some authors in person, but some of those e-posters are also written by authors who are attending virtually. So there is some opportunity to interact with those authors via that e-poster platform. So keep that in mind. Same thing for in-person authors too. Like, Let's say you miss meeting somebody because every poster has to be presented in an e-poster format. After conference, you can go onto the ePoster website and connect with authors that way too, which I think is one of the really cool upgrades that comes with the ePoster platform, even if you prefer to see or bring or feel a paper poster, but it provides that interaction, which I think is great. So then you'll go past the posters into the exhibit hall and it's just a really cool place to check out everything clinically. I mean, you could talk better clinically than I can, but we'll have over 100 exhibitors. We'll have the Animation Hub. There'll be the WOCN Society booth, which of course you should come check out. We're working on a QI project with some exciting movement there. So definitely stop by our booth. Our journal, DWCN, is turning 50 this year. So the publisher will be doing something to celebrate that as well. Some of the exhibitors give out cool giveaways or play some fun games. They're all there, obviously, to talk directly to the attendees. So it's a great place to ask questions that you might have from your clinical experience or find some new products. It's always fun when we get some of those newer companies that aren't too known, especially in the big institutions just yet. And then the one other thing we haven't touched on in the exhibit hall is our Connection Hub, which is something that's a little bit newer. So that's a space that'll also be in the back of the hall, and it's built, Simply for that, for you to connect, attendees specifically, to connect. So it's just going to have some loungy furniture and on maybe some relaxing sort of games, some coloring. And I think we're also going to wind up doing a photo contest for next year, which will be in Cleveland. So stop by that Connection Hub to get some information on that. It doesn't hurt that we put meals in the exhibit hall as well to make sure that you're getting the food that you need to help fuel you through the rest of the day. But definitely check out our exhibitors. I think it's always cool to see what they're doing. There's always new products and there's always people looking, obviously, to help answer your questions and create connections for sure.
1: It's nice to be able to get your hands on the products too. They always have lots of them and you can touch them and see how they work and all that kind of thing, which is nice. So we talked about the posters a little bit. So they're electronic and then some people will have paper on site, which is great. And then can the attendees still get contact hours for the posters or is that within the conference?
2: Not this year. So this year we removed that. And part of it was because there were some barriers when we did do CE versus non-CE posters. And the truth is, it was adding up to a couple of CEs. And now that you can watch all of these sessions after conference and get additional CEs from us that way, and let's be real, WOCN is doing additional virtual education, just like every other organization out there. Since The pandemic, we've all gotten more comfortable with that. So the National Conference Planning Committee this year just decided that there were certain places where one or two CE here or there wasn't worth longer days. If you take a look at our program, we're not going as late as we used to go sometimes. And it wasn't necessarily worth some of the hangups ups we had with doing poster CE or now C E. And listen, as an attendee, if that really disappoints you, you know, put it in your evaluations. It could always come back. But it was just sort of decided that it wasn't enough CE to keep it for some of the hoops we had to jump through and things we had to make authors do and whatnot. So there are no CE and posters this year.
1: I bet that would be a question because I know we've done that over the years. And then tell me if I'm a virtual attendee, is it like the other WOCN event platforms? Like if you have a tech problem, there's a way to get help on the screen. Will that be going on just like we're all used to?
2: In WOCN virtual events. I to mean, use the word event, even though the webinars are pretty similar, but specifically events. So if you were at WOCNX 2020 or 2021, which both were all virtual, or you attended WC Next 2022 virtually, it's the exact same platform. And that does go from College Day, Opstomy Day, as well as our webinars. Those are a little bit different because they're not quite as elaborate, but it's all the same platform. You'll log in through the CEC and it will be very familiar to you if you've done it in the past. We'll also have our virtual photo booth again for our virtual attendees. Have some fun and participation, and again, in that place, we'll also be giving out some prizes for Cleveland next year. Whether you're in person or virtual, you can participate in our photo contest, and it also allows you to interact with speakers. Like I mentioned previously, you'll be able to Q and A virtually. You'll be able to participate in the polling questions, just like the people sitting in the seats in Vegas. It's the same platform, and you can also chat individually. Like there's chat rooms within each session, but you can also click on somebody's name and start like a one-on-one chat too. So there are some pretty cool virtual networking opportunities as well. But yeah, same platform. So if it's something you've done before, the comfort level should be there. It's going to look exactly the same with updated branding and things for this year and a few upgrades, but otherwise exactly the same in that sense. And then also the same in the tech support. You'll be able to click a button and talk to somebody right away.
1: I always love to see the chat on those virtual events. It goes crazy with hundreds of hundreds of people. It's fun. It sure does. And then what about if you're one that likes to print a handout?
2: Is there a way to do that? Way to download a handout? What's the story with that? This, As we get closer to conference, or probably by the time you can listen to this podcast, you can go onto the website and we'll have handouts uploaded if the speaker has provided them they'll also be connected to the sessions within the app too. So getting the handouts is going to be easy. It can be at your fingertips. If you really want to print them, that's something you'll have to do on your own. But again, handouts will be available prior to conference, so you'll have some time. And then the other good thing to keep in mind too is they'll be available after. If you're a person who wants to print it so you can take notes on it, great. Take care of that before you come to Vegas. But if you're just in a session and you're like, oh, I really want This handout, (laughs) you can go home and print it later. It'll stay on the website for a long time. And it'll also be available on demand. So if you forget or don't download the app, once you get access, once the in-person attendees get access to that virtual platform, they'll be linked right there too.
1: And if I'm virtual, is there a way to do notes? Remember some events, there was like a note page and then that would get emailed to you. Is that
2: still on that platform? Because that was amazing. Yep, same thing. You'll look on the left-hand side. There'll be a resources section. There'll be the chat, which everyone will pay attention to, but sometimes you've got to minimize it to see everything else. That's where the polling will show up on the left-hand side of the screen. There'll be a resources section, which is where the handouts will be when you're in watching the session live, and then there'll be a notes section. And the good news is if you're watching a session virtually, the resources, a.k.a. handouts, as well as any notes you take will be emailed to you when that session is over. So, yep, same thing, same platform. You'll be set. That was amazing. That was really nice. All right. So since you know all of the details of this
1: meeting, I want to know what you personally are most excited about. You always seem to have things you're excited that are new or that are fun or whatever. So tell us what you think about it.
2: I'm excited just to be in Vegas. WCN and WC Next hasn't been in Vegas in years. So I'm excited for that. I think it's going to bring an energy level that we've been missing and that we're all excited for. I'm also excited to be in Vegas because a lot of our membership tends to be on more of the eastern to central side of the country, so we don't go out west as often, and I think that creates a great opportunity. I'm excited to celebrate the Pacific Coast region's 50th anniversary and partner with them. I'm really excited for our keynote speaker. I think you're going to see some threads through this year's conference of kindness and equality We have some really good sessions clinically on skin tone, because I know that's a big issue clinically, but also just touching base on how to treat everyone equally, whether that's about anything that makes us different. We have a session on the trans community. And then we actually have a closing keynote this year too, which some years we do. And some years we do more of a panel discussion. But this year we have a closing keynote who's someone who used to be in the healthcare profession and talks really about rejuvenation and how to restore yourself. And if I know anything, I know this community is a community of givers. And I know that when they come to WOC Next, lots of times it's their chance to relax, rejuvenate, reconnect with people. And so I'm just really hoping, you know, it's going to be a fun atmosphere. We have some really great speakers really focusing on that and hoping that you get to fill your cup. Our attendees come and they're going to leave feeling rejuvenated and excited to go back to work and to help their patients and to interact with their colleagues. Unfortunately, these days, a lot of us feel stressed and spent (laughs) and exhausted and down. We've put a lot of effort into finding speakers and sessions that I hope will help the community leave with a little extra bounce in their step.
1: That's one of the best things about conference. I think you always come back so excited to try new things and excited that you've met new people and made new friends and all of that. So that sounds amazing. I'm sure you got 5 million emails since we got on here. So tell me what else is important that we should talk to our listeners about prior
2: to WOC next. We think that we didn't touch on. I think we covered a lot of great stuff. I would say just come with an open mind. Check out a brand new facility in the Caesars Forum. Definitely check out the Lake Promenade whether you do or don't want to also walk along the strip, but there's some fun things to do there. I think just be excited to be together and reconnect. I know we talked a lot about that last year, but I know last year also created some challenges, you know, as we got closer to conference. So I'm hoping this year we really feel that excitement to be back together because I feel like it's about time.
1: For sure, (laughs) it is. (laughs) All right, well, see
2: you in Vegas, Brooke, and thanks for joining me today. Of course. Thank you so much. I'll see you
0: in Vegas. Thank you for listening to this episode of Walk Talk. Please visit WOCN.org slash podcast for additional details about this topic and the speakers. You can also get more information about subscribing to this podcast so you never miss an episode and to get the latest news and information from the WOCN Society. Again, that's WOCN.org slash podcast. We look forward to having you join us for the next episode of Walk Talk.